Hey, welcome to this week's episode of The Seller Life. I'm your invisible host, Jonathan Seller. And this is the one-stop shop for everything that works in today's world of sales and marketing. So from the great state of Detroit, no matter where you're listening from, today's content matters because there's no life quite like The Seller Life. So I've been thinking a lot about the future of business. Like technology is always changing, which means business methodology has to adjust. It just does. If you're stuck looking at the past, reading books from past business owners telling you how they grew their business, I don't think that's a good recipe for how you're gonna grow your business in the future. So leadership books are great, right? Because leadership principles are timeless, but methodology has to change. On this week's episode, I wanna take a step back and look, look at the world of business from a 30,000 foot perspective. I call it the great decentralization. The decentralization of business, the decentralization of religion, the decentralization of work, currency, media, family, you name it. The world is moving more and more toward decentralization. Individualism is the economy. And so what do I mean and where are we going with this podcast? Well, if you've traveled recently to a local mall, I don't care where you are in the country. Malls still have people going to them, but I'm telling you, it's become less of a thing. More and more people are staying home. Grubhub, people don't even get up to go get their meal, all right? Uber, people come, I want the Uber to pick me up and take me to where I gotta go. I don't got time to drive anymore. Individualism, the decentralization of work, of currency, church, media, family, you name it, it's happening. And I don't know where you are in this whole picture, how your business works. I just know that if you're not aware of the cultural trends, chances are you're not thriving. You may not even be surviving. So I talk to business owners all the time. Sometimes I still have to convince them that social media isn't a game. That when people spend more time in front of a screen than they do in front of a human face throughout the day, that that might matter for your bottom line of your business. Now, we have clients at Second Try Media that are B2B, that are B2C. We have clients that are in all sorts of different industries. doesn't matter. All I know is that if you have a product and a service and you want it in front of someone's face, you want their eyeballs on your thing. It's not about creating a cool website anymore. All right, SEO is important too, but chances are you may not even rank on the first page. Like, let's say you created some nutty butter. Chances are you're not going to rank on the first page. Or if you got someone that's great in SEO, maybe you hired Second Try Media. Even then, it takes about six months to start moving. Why? Because the algorithm spiders require constant data, trust, credibility, increasing your ranking, takes time. So what are you going to do in the meantime? Just going to wait? You're just going to rely on the Googles, the Google searches? That's one approach. Or... You could figure out where are your prospects on the platforms that are current today. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I mean, I'm looking at the rise of TikTok. Just just a couple days ago, I was speaking at the Better Business Bureau, the BBB. You ever heard of that? The Better Business Bureau. It sounds amazing. Back in the day, like you needed that little logo on your website, on your business. You'd, You'd see it on trucks because it meant something. It meant this business is credible. These people are trustworthy. And now I'm thinking, what matters when someone lands on your content? Probably a couple things. Empathy, 
Do they really care about my pain points and expertise? Do they have the expertise to actually fulfill and fix my problems? Well, it used to be that you would pick a, con a vendor or you'd pick someone to fix your problem based on the size of their company. All right. You'd go, who's the biggest, baddest, coolest, and then you hire them. Well, what's happened is because companies have gotten so big and the service has become commoditized, a lot of people who have used big box companies are saying, hey, we want to get niche attention. We want more specific attention. Like some of our best clients from Second Try Media, I'll be frank, have come from people who've used bigger marketing companies than us and said, yeah, we didn't want to use them anymore because we just felt like we were one of many clients they had. They didn't get back to us in time. Their communication sucked. And so we want to use someone that's local that can just be here, focus in on us, and we can do a lot more further faster if you're focused on us than if you're just we're just one of many. So this is where I believe like the decentralization of everything is occurring. People would rather have more attention on their brand, more, hey, like I, it's great that you're the biggest, baddest, coolest real estate agent in the world, but if you're too big, maybe I won't pick you. So all that marketing content about I've sold millions of dollars of homes, it's actually hurting you because people are thinking, I don't want to work with the guy who's super busy. I want to work with the guy who's decent, empathetic, and has an expertise. Those are still important, but at least has some time to help me with my home search. You see what I'm meaning? Like, it's not, the economy anymore is not just giving in to the largest player. Like, you know, if you're Nike or Adidas and all, like, that's great. But a lot of people are looking for the personalization of their thing. You see like Supreme and Off-White and just I'm thinking fashion for, I don't know why I'm thinking fashion, but those brands, why? Because they're unique and they're pers personified. Like you don't get, I didn't, I, meant, I didn't mean to say personified. They're personalized. There's something unique about them. Well, the same is true right now. Like if you look on the best products to sell on Amazon, they're all around personalization. You can get your puppy on socks. You can get the name of your kids on a necklace. This is trending. Well, the same is true when it comes to products and services. People want niche attention on their pain point. So if you're marketing yourself as being the biggest, baddest, coolest in the industry that you're in, I'm telling you, your messaging is off. Don't brag about how big you are. Don't name drop. It's not effective because you might be working yourself out of a job rather than working yourself toward a job. The best way to say is, hey, I'm not too busy to work for you. Your pain points matter to me. So I remember I was doing cold calling. I worked at Sandler Training. I was doing sales training. And I was doing cold calling and I'd begin the phone call by saying, Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I, I would look to talk to the business owner. I'm sure he's busy. Um, is there any way to get a hold of him? Whatever. I'd get on the phone with the decision maker somehow. And they would say to me, um, yeah, what do you got? And I'd say, well, I just want to let you know, we've worked with companies like LinkedIn, Sprint, Oracle, and we've helped our sales team improve and be effective in their sales process and blah, blah, blah. And so I don't know if any of that's worth uh, make sense? Is it worth having a conversation around? And nine times out of 10, they'd be like, no, we're good. We're good. And then my CEO came in one time and he said, Hey, Jonathan, can you stop doing that? Can you stop 
name dropping all the companies that we've done work for. And I was like, why would I do that? Why would I stop mentioning Sprint, Oracle, all these Fortune 500 companies? He said, you want to know why? He said, when you mention these big dog companies, these local business owners that you're calling are thinking, oh no, if he's used to working with the big dogs, chances are he's working with big contracts, which means that ain't us. So I was actually shooting myself in the foot while I was thinking I was building rapport. I was building trustworthiness, credibility. None of that was taking place. I was communicating up front, hey, I'm a big shot and I might be too big for my britches and I may not have enough time for your little business. Does that make sense? Because I see a lot of marketing and entrepreneurs especially are guilty of this. They, there's this insecurity that drives their messaging. And the insecurity sounds like, hey, I've done this and I've done that. You don't need to talk like that. Why are you talking about what you've done? How about you stop talking and telling your story and tell, start telling the prospect story and the pain points that the prospect is experiencing? That's the way to get ahead. That's the way to be the pattern, the pattern interrupt in your industry. So the decentralization of corporate America. I really believe the rise of entrepreneurship is still in the forefront. As technology changes, we're getting more access to tools that big companies used to have exclusively for them. And I'm looking at like we do Google ads and Facebook ads for companies and these tools are becoming more simplified that the common person can, if spending enough time, can learn the basics. Look at the recording industry. It used to be that you had to pay 40000 to get an album. Now you've got GarageBand on the MacBook right out the door when you buy it. And you can make an album sound 80%, 90% as good as someone that spends 40 Gs. Look at Final Cut Pro. Look at Instagram. Look at the filters. Look at all the things that uh, photography. iPhone 11 is incredible. Imagine saying, hi, I'm a professional photographer in 2019. Like, what does that mean? How are you communicating your brand? Because technology is interrupting and you relying on past tactics just doesn't work. So we talked about the decentralization of business. I think about the decentralization of ministry, of church, of religion, of nonprofit world. Sometimes getting smaller is more attractive to people than bragging about how big you are. I remember in staff meetings in church, we talk about the size of our church as if that meant something to people. Only, only, only person it means something to is typically the pastor who feels a sense of validation if his church is a certain size. But to people, if you actually talk to people, sometimes they're working against the growth in the church. I remember we planted a church in Chesterfield. Some of you guys know my background. It was in full-time ministry, full-time church work. And I like to say that I'm still in ministry, right? I mean, we're all in ministry. We all want to serve people, right? And, and I was thinking about having conversations with people and saying, and isn't it great to see the church growing? Because our church was growing. Um, the church was called Vox Church. It was in, in Chesterfield. We met in a high school. And week after week, we were seeing attendance growth. And I remember in the lobby, I'd say to people, isn't it great? I don't even know anyone out here. Like, we have so many new people this week. Isn't that great? They're like, yeah, it's kind of concerning my wife and I. What do you mean? Well, we kind of liked the olden days when we knew everybody. Interesting. What that told me is that the value I place on growth is different than the value that the parishioner places on growth. So you got to create culture that celebrates that and you got to, you know, communicate to your parishioners where you're going, what the mission is, all that stuff. So even thinking about like 
ministry or religion or non-profit, a lot of people are thinking, I just want to do it by myself. I don't want to be part of a bigger company. Me, myself, and Jesus, right? That There's that individualism, my views of the world, my religion, and... And I mean, I just, I just had lunch with a, uh, a guy. He, he professes to be a Christian, but he says, man, I can't find a community. I just, so for me, my walk with God is my own walk with God. And he doesn't really worry about attending a church. If he does on a Sunday, that's great, but it's not a big deal. The decentralization, everybody becoming their own master, everybody becoming their own entity, their own thing. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm off on this, but I just see that trend happening. And so you can either work against it, which I, I don't think is smart, or you can adapt to it. Like I just saw a number of real estate agents on my Instagram feed knocking Quicken Loans, like making gifts, making fun of Quicken Loans. You know what Quicken Loans isn't doing? It's not wasting time making fun of the little guy. It's just crushing the little guy by using technology to make the mortgage application one click, simple, done. That's like their motto. And they're going to run all over that space. And so you say, well, well, I thought you just said that people want to work with the little guy. Yeah. It's not that they want to work with the little guy. It's that they want the little guy type attention. You know what I got from Quicken this week? I got an individualized video that said, hey, here's how much equity is in your home. Here's how much you've been paying. Here's how much taxes are. Here's what escrow means. They sent me an individualized video. So corporate companies can adjust to this. It it doesn't exclude them. I'm just saying the ones that are going to get my business are the ones that are going to treat me like I am the only customer that matters. You got to figure out a way to do that in your business, in your brand. How are you communicating with prospects? Once you get a sale, what does that mean? Is that, does it mean it's over or is that the first step of a nurturing campaign? How do you make your customer feel like they're the only customer you got? I don't know. These are a lot of thoughts to think about on the Seller Life podcast. This week, we've been celebrating Graham Cred Launch 2.0 because Graham Cred 1.0 didn't work as effectively. We were using software to help grow people's Instagram accounts so that anyone posting, let's say I was a dog owner and I was a dog trainer. Well, we want to tell the software to communicate with people that have dogs, people that are posting a hashtag new puppy or whatever so that we could grow that guy's Instagram account. Well, Instagram put a knock on all the software that was doing that. Um, bots, anyone using software, they just slammed the door on it. It just doesn't work as effectively anymore. So we communicated all that with our customers. Most of our customers hung around, and now every customer that we have with GramCred has a personal assistant tied to them. They literally get that personal attention. So nobody feels like, Graham Cred's this big company and we're getting the cookie cutter treatment. Nope. If you sign up at GrahamCred.com, you literally get a human being assigned to your account so to start doing prospecting inside your account for you every day. Isn't that great? The cool thing is we're doing it for 99 bucks a month. So for less than like three, around three bucks a day, you get someone who's your personal assistant helping you grow your influence on Instagram. This is an example of how we're adjusting the decentralization of everything. People don't want the corporate big 
software, give me my bundle. Like people want specific stuff. Speaking of bundles, look at Apple TV's release today. Look at Peacock. Look at HBO. Look at um, Hulu Plus. Look at Netflix. What are What is this? It's people saying, I don't want the big bundle thing. I just want specific stuff for me. Are you guys listening? I just want five channels for me. Well, these businesses are adjusting. Individualism is an important aspect of Western culture now. How do we adjust? So, I guess the whole point of today's podcast is to get you to understand that times are changing and to not resist it, but adjust. Those that fight the market will just lose. Those that adapt will survive. So whether you're a nonprofit church world, whether you own your own business, whether you're just starting as an entrepreneur, please leverage your business toward individualism and the decentralization of corporate America. It's going to be in your best interest. Make your clients feel like they're the only ones. Figure out ways to do that, and you will survive. That's it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want more information specifically on our services, go to secondtrymedia.com. Or if you want specific information on GramCred and how we can grow your influence and effectiveness using GramCred, using Instagram, go to gramcred.com. You can use our show promotion, which is 10 percenter, number one zero percenter. You'll get 10% off. All right. So I hope, hopefully we'll hear from you. Go to secondtrymedia.com or gramcred.com. Guys, thanks for listening to Seller Life. If you've enjoyed this conversation, then please share it. It means the world to me if you share this podcast or leave a review. So thank you guys. I love you all. And we will see you back here next week.